Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hey, buddy. How you doing? You all right? I'm all right. You are you, you, you seem to be suffering from low bandwidth. Oh, am I? Yes, I am. Can you see me? Okay. Cause I can't see you. I mean, I know you're small, but on my screen, you're like that, that's small. Hey, whoa. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm low foot to two. Hi, I'm former all pro NFL linebacker, low foot to two Do you suffer from low bandwidth like me? Come on over to zone in Wi-Fi promo code LOFA backwards hat for $27 off. (laughs) I'm not sure anyone's sticking around to type all that in. You know, speaking of you as a pitch man, my brother who lives up there in the PNW uh, down around the Tacoma area tells me that he uh, is almost sick of seeing your face on those Washington lottery commercials. You're wearing them out up there, man. Tell They're him to check out the biceps, biceps then. <laughs> <laughs> it was leg day, though. You know? <laughs> and they hemmed the absolute shit out of those pants. That's why I couldn't run well. I mean, Are I you ne- in the Screen Actors Guild now? Are you full-on like union member? It, yeah, I'm a SAG member. All right. Get my SAG nice. on. Nice. Nice. Do you, uh, do, now, do you get residuals every time that thing airs, or was that like a buyout? Yeah, I don't don't really want to talk money, you know. No, that's a little inappropriate, but all right. all right, all right. You just want to play the games in front of you, and we we'll let the contracts work themselves out. Is that what you're saying? I mean, you can talk to my rep if you want, you know. <laughs> but the contract and the details are not it. to be disclosed this time. Oh, I love it. Thank you for making me laugh, especially in this week after that Seahawk game. Speaking of that game, shall we start the show? Let's do it, brother. All right. Let's hit the theme song. Let's get this crowd going. Now, come on. Get him up. Get him up. Get him up. Hawks on three. One, two, three. Four. Lofa Tatupu is up in the mix. Go Hawks. I'm just about that action, boss. Takes the snap. He's going to throw down the middle. What a catch. It's intercepted by Lofa Tatupu. Holy catfish. Hey, that's great football now. It's going to work now. Let's keep playing. Who's got my Trouble plant, thunder, all one when he plays. Russell looking, Go Russell scrambling, Go pump faking, Go still looking. Now he spins out. We got a fly, baby. 35 40, down the far sideline. He's still moving, he's gonna go. Yes. 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 20, 10, they do it again. Touchdown! 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 Seahawks! Off right when I was to yell, it's the Seahawks podcast <laughs> on this Believe Sports Network. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, and on the Brinks.tv, shout out to producer Courtney and producer Katie, and shout out to all you listeners for tuning in. We love you. Thanks for being here. I'm Seahawks super fan Brett Davern. He is Seahawks legend Lofa Tatupu. 
Uh, if you got emails or thoughts or questions that you want to send, it's SeahawksPod at gmail.com or also all social media at Believe in Seahawks. Um, we also got, oh, hey, speaking of social media, we got the score prediction challenge that goes on on Instagram every single game day. Intern Brian, our social media guru, puts out a graphic asking you guys to predict the score of the game that day between the Seahawks and whoever they're playing. And if you nail it, we send you a jersey in the mail that we buy with our own real money. And so far, none of you have won. (laughs) So try again this coming weekend as uh, the Seahawks will be taking on the Steelers on Sunday night football. Uh, But before we get into all that, Lofa... The Seahawks came away from that Rams game with a lot more than just an L. Russell is hurt and the franchise is doomed. We might as well pack it all in and become Kraken fans. It's over. Uh, I wouldn't go that far. Okay. Uh, Before we really get into it, betonline.ag is our wonderful sponsor. Let me tell you about them. They're your online wagering experts, the place to make all your online wagers. And actually, uh, Jimmy Betts, who sends me all the interesting stuff going on. Mookie's brother. (laughs) Yeah, Mookie's brother, Jimmy. Uh, Jimmy Betts. So instead of just talking about the normal like line and the over-under and all that for, for the Seahawks game, how about a couple interesting prop bets, Lofa? Ooh, okay. Um, yeah, he sent me some interesting prop bets. So uh, total yards allowed by the Seahawks in week six. The over-under is 390 and a half. The Seahawks oh. are currently giving up 450 per game. Are you taking the over or the under at 390 and a half for this upcoming game, Lofa? We tied a record, I believe, but we're not going to break the record. So okay. I'm hammering the under. Hammer the under. Wow, under 390 yards, 390 and a half yards. Okay. I hope that so. I, I hope is, so. Come on, man. <laughs> that one's at That's Bet Online. How about this one? Geno Smith, total interceptions for week six. Over a half or under a half? So it's just half an interception. Basically, do you think he'll throw one? I'm saying no. Under. All right, because we if we want to win, we cannot turn the ball over. That was going to be one of my keys of the game. Thanks for giving the show away. How about this one? Will Russell Wilson be a Seahawk week one of 2022-2023? Is that really up there? Just yes or no. Minus 200 for yes, plus Is this one. a Brett Davern or is this a real actual no, prop? No, these are real prop bets that you guys can find at betonline.ag. Use our promo code. Believe. B-O-E-A-V. A-V for the welcome bonus at betonline.ag, your online wagering experts. All right, Lofa. Let's get into the game that was before the game that is about to be. So the Seahawks lose to the Rams. On Thursday night football, it feels like the game was played a million years ago, and it, it yeah. was brutal. But um, look, they got off to a great start. I was really enjoying myself and watching the action green at the beginning, but then the offense went cold in the third quarter. And then, of course, there's that really big story that, of course, we'll get to. But uh, what were your general thoughts about that game and watching it last Thursday night? Yeah, man, I was there. It was uh, it was amazing seeing all the action green. Oh, there you go. Uh, yeah, image right there. Such a clean look. And, you know, we we battled. You know, I was proud of offense and defense battling because, that you know, the Rams are a good team. And so um, back and forth, we really had a chance to capitalize 
getting a score, got called back by the holding penalty, and then yeah. we missed the field goal, you know, and we, you know, we, we've yeah, had some issues was- with the kick lately. Man, it was a tough one, right? I mean, let's just get right into it here. Russell Wilson, the news is he's out six to eight weeks. Uh, mm-hmm. Before he went out of the game, he was 11 of 16 for 152. So he'd only missed on five passes, even though they had a horrendous third quarter offensively. But uh, one touchdown, one pick. Uh, the pick probably wasn't his fault. I mean, it gets tipped up in the air or whatever. Yeah. But uh, to start out, we were looking good, man. I mean, some of the highlights, we have a clip here, right? Uh, the the DK catch in the end zone. The, I mean, Russell just rips this pass to DK. If you want to talk about this play here, Lofa. I would love to talk about this play, Brett. Yeah, go so, for it, man. It was a thing of beauty. Here we go. Uh, safety showing too high. He comes down to the flats late. And, uh, you know, he probably could have taken a little more time to help uh, – Ramsey out, but if you listen to Ramsey, he doesn't need any help, but he did on that play. And then the deep, the deep middle safety, Russ just zips it in there before he can get over. You can't see it right now, but right here, that guy that came to hit DK, that's supposed he's supposed to be there for the, uh, for the inside help for Ramsey. Yeah, great play. And, I mean, they were looking good. Like I said, you know, I mean, before we get into the injury, which we're going to cover it, guys, but mm-hmm. before we get into that, I want to, though, focus on this third quarter again. And I know Russell's out now and whatever, but he's going to come back at some point. Why does this offense or or this team just sort of – they can't put together a complete game. And it, it was going downhill even before the injury. It wasn't looking good. We ran 13 offensive plays in the third quarter for 16 yards. Hey, man. I'm going to look at the bright side. We had 13 plays in all of – Minnesota game in the second half. We had 12 in the what was the Titans, I think. I saw uh, know. Like let's we're we're making progress. Believe yeah. it or not, Brett, we are making progress. But I don't know. For whatever reason, it just it hasn't been smooth. And um I again, maybe there was something to not playing any preseason. Uh, you know, I know yeah, I know it's we're far away from preseason and now bodies and minds. And even emotions, I guess, if, if that plays a factor, should be adjusted to get ready to come out and battle. Yeah. But for whatever reason, whether we start off cold, we and then we end hot, or we start off hot and fizzle out, it's it's been a real telling factor to to the game. Yeah, hey, uh, partner, I'm telling you, we got to cut you out saying that and send it to ESPN or NFL Network or whoever else because I haven't heard anyone talking about this as being a factor and I completely agree with you the preseason we talked about it the whole time on our show leading up and through the preseason and into the regular season that this preseason in the NFL was unlike any other and was it going to lead to hurting the team and I think it absolutely has and I know you think the same way and I, I don't hear anyone else talking about it, about that out there so credit to you my friend Oh, I mean, you just got to look at the variables, and that's the only thing that's changed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, another big penalty takes away points right before halftime, like you said. I, that was – There's no way that that is the entire reason for the entire third quarter, though, but it couldn't have helped. No. no. Um, that was at the holding when – Yeah. The, the throw to Lockett? Yeah. Holding on so, to Wayne Brown takes away Russ, the touchdown to Lockett. Russ stepped up in the pocket. That guy – First of all, if Russ is still in the pocket, like deep back there, yeah, it's a hold. But that guy wasn't going to make the play on Russ. Russ was already – I mean, if anything, I thought Russ was going to run. I thought he was going to be over the line of scrimmage. That's mm-hmm. how much he stepped in the pocket. had no nothing to do with the play. Ruined my fantasy because I got Lockett, of course. So, <laughs> you know, there's a – 
Very upset with that. A lot of factors there, yeah. Uh, I I feel like this isn't the first time, though, this season that you've said that exact same line, that the hold kind of happened after it was already passed, Russell, and it it, it, it was on another – I think it was on a third down, maybe in the Titans game or something like that. I can't remember, but what's the deal with this? There's holding in every play. Every single play you could call a hold if you really wanted Every single play, you call it pass interference, illegal contact, uh, which is odd because when it happened to us in the, at the end, unlock it, not even a legal contact, not yep. a pass interference. And, we'll and, get and there. And the commentators saying good no call and all of that kind of stuff. Like there's there's good no calls. There's bad calls. It's like just is it a rule? Is it not a rule? What's going on? Yeah, and I mean, so it's just that had nothing to do like with the play, and so I. I don't know. I, it's frustrating because there's other ones that do impact the play that don't get called. Yeah, and what's with Jason Myers not being able to hit these short field goals? I mean, dude, it's one thing to have the touchdown call back, but then he goes in and just whatever it was, wide left, right, wide right, it wasn't even close. It's tough, man. And I don't know because he, he was – I would think he was almost perfect last year, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know if like he missed an extra point or something. But, um, yeah, it's concerning to say the least because yeah. especially – with kickers, you know, a lot of that's mental, you know, and now, you know, does it become a pattern and does he have confidence going out there? So. Yeah. Well, uh, to the injury heard around the NFL, it's Geno time, baby. Uh, what were your first thoughts when you saw Russ's finger just initially watching the game? Oh, you mean, you know, made me a little queasy, not going to lie. I mean, I've dislocated fingers, but like he straightened it and they went to it and it just went back down and I was like, oh, gross and he went to the sideline he taped that bad boy up came out through a strike so i'm like yo we're fine we're fine so i didn't really get scared until the diagnosis like he flew to it was a day or two later they're like oh you know he could be up for the season and i was like oh okay well this is a problem because i mean russ is you know take a little sec i know this is gino time it says it on the bottom i know we'll get to gino (laughs) well that's not a question But, but russ is one of the toughest football players i've ever been around and yeah. when I was coaching, he had a grade two pec strain, which you get to grade three, it's almost ripped off the bone or in half and played through it. No problem. Didn't miss a, a snap of practice. Had a grade two MCL sprain, put a Don Joy on, didn't miss a snap of practice. I mean, so that's the guy we're talking about. So I knew he was going to go back out there and he did. And, and he looked pretty good with that throw, but I guess you run the risk of not having it, you know, not being able to attach it or whatever if you wait too long. So he had to get yeah. surgery. Well, take us inside the stadium, though. I mean, you were there. Uh, what was the I reaction? Mean, you know, yeah, they go you to commercial. Hear, you don't really get it on the broadcast. Yeah, you can hear a pin drop. Everybody like holding their breath like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, the guy, Superman, the guy that never misses a game, you know. And, I mean, I'm sad to see the streak end, right? That's, that's yeah. hard, man. That's hard yeah, to do. I really thought he was gonna he was gonna surpass who is it? Peyton now, I think, holds the record. Peyton Manning. I'm, I'm not sure. Uh, I'm no, Favre is up there. Something like that. Um, but uh well, I mean, yeah, I it was obviously it was just heartbreaking. Um, yeah. but you know, Gino comes in Gino and time. how did he, how did he look? You know, talk, let's talk he, about Gino. He looked amazing. Um, I mean, six of six. 98 yards. Do you like that sort of thing, Brett Devon? Yeah. Oh, buddy. That first drive, I mean, he looked good, man. Ripping the ball over the middle, standing tall in the pocket. 
Look at those mechanics in that picture. Amazing. Strong. Yeah. He yeah. might be flexing there. I don't know. But either way, <laughs> he was getting the ball out quick, and it looked great. And then the receivers, you know, Metcalf was able to get some you know, yards after, after catch. It looked great. Um, sharp, quick reads, got the ball out. And, you know, this week we're going to need to give him some kind of run game, man. You know, we have to give him yeah. some kind of help on the ground. Well, a lot of 12s on deep, dark corners of the Internet in grimy, slimy places that most NFL football fans should not go. There are some Seahawks fans who are quietly wondering and quietly, dare I say, interested, if not sort of excited, to see how Geno Smith does with this offense. Because Russell Wilson's been there for 149 games in a row. We don't haven't seen anybody else in a while. And with the ups and downs and some of the struggles, I think some people are wondering what's going to happen when someone else is running it. Uh, what do you think is going to happen when someone else is running it? I mean, we haven't seen anybody else because the guy running it has done it well. <laughs> so no, I know you know, but you Russell know what I mean. Listen, there are. I don't know what you're you mean not because hearing, no, you're not hearing people out there who are going. Ah, let's give it a shot. Number three's got great stats, but we're not doing so great in the W and L column right now. Let's right give now, someone else a chance. And you were still, never going to get that without an injury. I'm just saying you were never going to get this opportunity without an injury. There's what still happens 12 when you, more okay. games. There's still okay. 12 more games, man. Like, so, right. I mean, I don't – what are you What are you insinuating? What are you – Listen, saying? I'm not – first it. of all, I'm just reading Seahawks Twitter and I'm searching Twitter and I'm finding some deep, dark corners of the internet where some people are just sort of, you know, raising an eyebrow and going, let's see what happens here. Because, well, I mean, I guys, we, we talked about it. This <laughs> make, well, Lofa, we talked about it. This is a make-or-break season for Russell with the team, right? If mm-hmm. Gino go, if, let's say Gino goes 6-0. and Right? Yeah. What, what happens at the end of this season? So this, it's juicy. There's a lot of question marks. Well, if and you go we would six have never and got the opportunity to run this experiment. If you go 6-0, and o, there's still six more games. So I'm not worried about the rest of the – I mean, after the season. What happens the rest of the season? What mm-hmm. do you think happens? Brett, unless Gino goes – unless he puts up 50 points every game – and look, I love Gino. I want to see Gino playing, you know – if not for us, some somewhere else to get his chance to, to shine. But um, it's going to take like 50 points a game for them to be like, oh, you know, we're going we're gonna to stick with Gino over Russ. It's just not going to happen, even when he comes back after injury. And so, yeah. like I said, no, if, I, if he, of course, if he, look, okay. I'm not, I, I'm not in any way insinuating that Gino Smith like takes the job from Russell or any, I'm not, <laughs> that, that's I'm not, what it sounded like to me. No, no, no. What I'm saying is if he comes in, plays really well, and runs the offense really efficiently with all of the offseason drama between Russ and the team and everybody talking about this being a make-or-break year and will he – dude, people were already talking about whether he'd be a Seahawk next year regardless of the injury. So Stay it's not out of rooms, line bro. to ask Stay the question. Bro, buddy, <laughs> we talked about it on this show already. Bet Online has a prop bet out there about it. And it's not just because of the injury. The injury only adds to it. Yeah, that's true. Gosh, always make me feel bad for just asking the question, guys. Wait, I'm just this asking. Isn't, we're this isn't do, Russell's you'll... final year, though, on the contract, right? He still has one more? Is that? Well, I mean, if he 
wasn't weren't we talking about trades in the offseason? Weren't there yeah. names of teams that were floated? Wasn't there four possible landing places? I mean, yeah, they all drafted quarterbacks, I think. So eh, all right. I don't think they have any. Uh, moving on to the defense, I'll let it go. I just look. There are some people out there that are just kind of a little not excited, but just a little bit like, okay, let's see what happens. And curious, I'll say. Does so we'll see what happens. I'm um, with Dress Bavern. Stop it. This is I will not be accused of this. This is ridiculous. Okay, I host a show about the Seahawks. My job to bring up things that pertain to the Seahawks. How dare you? Next subject. <sighs> All right. Next subject. The defense. Oh, next was subject. Blank. Keep going. Let's go to the next one. Come on, fill in the blank. The defense was blank. Okay, for a half? Yeah, right. I like to point to positives. Yeah. That's, yeah. What I'm gonna, that's what I'm going to I think, dude, honestly, like pregame, if you tell me that halftime score, you say, would you sign up for that right now? I think a lot of people would say yes, probably. The defense was fine through the first yeah. half. Uh, my only question for them would have been, I, why don't you cover Robert Woods a little <laughs> more often? I think, but, you, know, I mean, you know, what they, they, they did what they had to do. They got off the field in the first half. Um, yeah. You know, they, we, we looked solid. Stafford missed a couple throws, like the, a couple guys, yeah. your, your boy cup was open a couple times and he just missed them. Um, but the defense Stafford played solid. Look, uh, Stafford didn't look really on point with some of these throws. And they were talking about, he's dealing with maybe some injuries or stuff like that. It kind of showed. Yeah. It didn't look that sharp, um, but they made enough plays, right? And um, the second half, I don't think we got worn down or anything. I think it really just came to guys trying too hard. I saw guys out of gap, you know. Um, it looked like Dunlaps did a swim move on that one where, I mean, everybody was looking at Bobby. He got Bobby got pushed in the back. Bobby had his gap, and when Bobby he was about to dive to get the tackle, that was a gap over. Gino aborted the B gap. And then that was when cup came up and led block on Jamal. Right. So it was like a perfect storm. And I mean, but if, if, if um, Dunlap shoots that B gap, um, Bobby goes over the top and it's inside out with Jamal and Bobby on cup. And I think we win that battle pretty easily. So, um, and then another one, no, another, another stretch or a zone. um, They gashed us for a big gain, another big gain up the middle. Um, Jamal ran over the top instead of just staying backside, you know, because that's what we love about Jamal because he makes some wow splash plays. And, um, you know, when things start to break like that, well, you start, yeah. what did you say? Yeah, you're about to get mad at me about Jamal. We're going to get to Jamal. Out we will, one but second. I'm just saying, I'm just saying gap integrity. I'm just saying gap yeah. integrity in the I run did. game. And, and that's what was well, kind of missing. Guys were trying too hard and, you know, I've, I've been out there when it's happened and, you know, like I got the A-gap and Frank Gore just keeps ripping it outside. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go see what's going on out there. And then like, oh, shit, there goes Frank in the A-gap. I had the A-gap. Like, you know, it happens. And yeah. Yeah. so you just have to that's there's like a, a trust thing going on there. And that's all I was trying to get to in terms of what some of the breakdowns been um, on in the run game in the past game. You know, it's it's a matter of that's that's not scheme. It's it's a matter of not playing the plays correctly. And well, one of the bright spots though on defense uh, through the season so far, I'll say, is Quandary Diggs. Man, oh, we got. Was, oh, sorry. I was going Daryl Taylor. Going? I was going Daryl oh, Taylor. 
<laughs> well, he's Diggs. been good too, but I was going to say we have yeah. footage of uh, Diggs's interception in the red oh, zone. And roll that beautiful bean footage. I mean, listen, one of our safeties talked about having multiple interceptions this year. It's just not the one who does have multiple interceptions this year. Yeah. All right. And then he's breaking out of the pocket, very contained. And then Stafford he's trying to put it in the back corner, in but his guy stopped and sat down on it. And, and the in. fact that, you know, Diggs, it was and an unbelievable was. catch there. Getting yeah. the foot down. Um, beautiful athletic play, man. And, you know, the best part was when Stafford got traded, because they were teammates in Detroit. Stafford Diggs tweeted out or, or uh, put a post out that says, I guess I got to go Diggs pick off number in. nine. You know? And he did. And he I like yeah. that. He's a man of his word. No, that was, I mean, dude, look at the score there. Zero, zero, beginning of the second quarter. You just pick off Stafford in the red zone. I mean, I'm, I was in a little pizza joint in Idlewild, California, watching this game, and I'm like standing up at the table cheering. Like it was, it was all good at that point. Toe Jack um, swag. Toe Jack. Yeah. Love it. Uh, next subject, though, is Jamal Adams. I said we, we got to talk about this because now, and now again, I'm going to talk about these Seahawks fans in deep, dark corners of the internet. But uh, they aren't happy, man. And I don't blame them. I'm not happy either. Am I crazy? Are they crazy? Are we crazy? Are we missing something, Lofa? Because it doesn't seem like he's having the year that this big contract he got demands. No, I understand. And that's, you know, rightfully so. You're justified in, in you know, saying that. Um, but, and I can't really, I don't even know what's going on because we're not seeing the production that he had nine and a half sacks he only played what 13 games last year he missed two or three and so you know we're here in week five or week six and hasn't hasn't registered a stack you know a forced fumble a big play you know interception we haven't seen it and he had some lofty goals coming into it as you pointed out several times so yeah you know i don't i don't know what's going on um it's, yeah, I mean, it's man, I'm not I mean, I'm not, I'm just a fan, you know, but as I'm watching yeah. the game, it's like I, I I can remember him having one great big hit and I think yeah. it was what like a game ago he had a great pass break up on a big yeah. hit. And other than that, it's like a couple bad penalties, some missed tackles on <laughs> on running backs, some bad angles, some breakdown yeah. in in coverage. I mean, that long play to the, uh, Deshaun the- Jackson the breakdown in coverage is the most concerning, um, whether it was the wheel route in San Fran to Debo, you know, or it was some some over the middle, just play action, you know, holding the eyes of everybody underneath. It's not just Jamal, you know, that's all the intermediate zone, our linebackers and, and you know, whoever, whatever safety is down. You have to play deep to short. And, you know, when you don't, when you play short, they leave so much space for those guys on the back end to actually – because they don't want to get ran by. So they're going to play it top down too. And uh, so there's been some over the middle, like just it's wide open in the middle. Um, and that's in the hooks, right? And so wow. then the 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 cover two that you want to, you know, I'll talk to it. I'll get to it. Yeah. So yeah. it was two man and um, Sid Jones, God you know, bless his heart. He was nowhere near <laughs> Deshaun Jackson on that play. And and in the mind of Jamal, I was like, oh, you know, shit, I got to go and I have no help. And I get that. And it's, you know, Deshaun Jackson, who's ran by everybody his whole career. So yeah. he's, he does the right thing and he gets over the top. Now, the only thing that confused me was I know Jamal looked back. I mean, um, Deshaun looked back. 
But Jamal, like, if you're worried about him running by you, you have to get to the man and then play the ball. And he went to go play the ball. And had he actually turned inside with the man, he would have out-jumped. He would out-jump Deshaun and, and went the other way with a pick. And so um, it's not solely on him, but that is especially high-speed safety. You're expecting him to make the, you know, not panic and make the proper play right there. So, but um, he did do his job in terms of keeping it underneath him. Well, I, I got to ask the question. And now, again, don't shoot the messenger. I'm just asking the question. If you could do it over again, if you could go back to when they made the trade and all of the above, would you make the same move based on what you're seeing? Uh, off last year? Yes. But then this year, it's it's kind of confusing of how another year in the system, we've taken a step backwards. And we've got, for the most part, a lot of the guys here. But we don't have one one major piece do you know who that is yeah there's a lot of frustration building up because you give jamal the big contract but you don't get to keep kj right if we there's one man that could save us and And, kj right but also dude what about shaq griffin he's balling out in jacksonville he's like he's their shutdown corner and what we don't have our corners but we we get we we we've lost a lot of pieces and we've signed some big contracts and that's the chatter online and i get it and i mean i don't know my my whole thing is we can still salvage the defense at least i I can't speak for the offense the raiders would they sign kj for like the minimum or like the two like the vet minimum i think and maybe some roster bonuses i think he played like 10 or 15 snaps the last each of the last two games so they're not using him just go send a seventh or a sixth round pick over for him get him back home get him back next to bobby where everybody can be a little more confident out there because they're communicating telling everybody what's coming but you know there's a little things that don't show up on the stat sheet you know and that's what the you know the beauty of a football player is and when kj's in there he's he's alerting down in distance he's alerting you know possible formation shifts and tendencies and then if he doesn't have any in the flats he will push the coverage and allow the other guys to move so now we can flood a zone with two defenders and there's like nowhere to go and yeah. like that's that's the stuff that you know i miss right i miss seeing that just him out there playing football well this is a supersized episode everybody uh because we're a little late getting it out this week so we're gonna we're talking about the game that was with the rams and now we're moving on to the pittsburgh game unless you got anything else left from the rams i mean it's just it's frustrating all the way around and i i just yeah i I, look i think a lot of seahawk fans are just frustrated because in the in the in the glory days of of going to the Super Bowl, winning the Super Bowl against the Broncos, and going back against the Patriots and those teams, we didn't really have a lot of these highest paid guys in the league and all that kind of stuff. Okay. And now we're going for some of these contracts and it's just not working out. We used to just have a bunch of dudes, you know, that were just kind of football playing, hardworking, whatever guys. And now we got just a lot of like these big contracts and they're not living up to it. And it's frustrating, it's, right? It's hard to sustain success over a long period of time. And in order to do that, look, you got to draft well. That's what we did early on. And I don't know if that's changed completely, but I mean, you look at those 2010, I believe even as, as amazing as the 12 class was, you know, you get Russ and Bobby to surefire Hall of Famers. It's hard to say there was any class, but the most important class, it really has to be that 10 class. 
Um, and I saw it when they came in, you know, Cam, uh, uh, Earl, Earl, Russ Okung, um, just Golden Tate. Uh, it was it was stacked. The whole draft was stacked. Yeah, I think we're gonna have to save some time on next one of the episodes next week and talk a little bit about the draft because uh, looking back through the past couple drafts and 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 stuff, it's it's not really pretty and it's a it's a subject that uh, I think we should talk about. I see, yeah. but um, on Absolutely. to Pittsburgh here. We're on to Pittsburgh. Uh, yeah, the Seahawks uh, are early favorites actually, according to Jimmy Betts. If what? you want to get over to BetOnline.ag, at least they were at the beginning of the week. I'm not sure what it's at right now, but um. Uh, how 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 did that happen? <laughs> Are the Steelers Wait, really right. that bad this year? Is Jimmy giving us right correct lines? Because I think the last time we were favored in, in LA against LA, weren't yeah, we? I'm telling you, man. I I even guested on another uh, podcast, a Steelers podcast called Behind the Steel Curtain, and I was asking them like, how are the Seahawks favored in this game? I mean, what's going on with Pittsburgh this year? I haven't watched much of them, but it, it doesn't look good. It doesn't look promising out there. So maybe we are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they they uh, got a strong you, defense. They always do. But That's what I was going to ask you. What should the 12s be worried about? I mean, Juju is out. Uh, Ben's mm-hmm. getting older. You know, Naheem Hines had kind of a coming out party last week, and we haven't been great in run defense. That's where my mind would go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, Najee Harris. That's, that's Oh, who, sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, sorry. My bad. Yeah, you're watching fantasy. Okay, uh, happens. Bro, now he but, uh, sorry, sorry. Yeah, he did have a pretty decent day though. Um, but Harris, yeah, they gave him 20, 23 carries. They gave him, you know, a large volume of carries, and so yeah. it, it is because I mean, when you look at our defense, I, I think thirty first in run. I think it's one hundred forty two or one hundred fifty yards. Which I don't, I don't know if that's ever been the case in, in the in the Pete Carroll. Era. Oh, and he's another one of these Alabama running backs, right? Yeah, that's just a beast. Just uh, keeps going. Good. How do they manage all these carries? I mean, throughout all of college and then the NFL, that's oh man, that is grueling, man. That's hard. But yeah. um, yeah. So you can't afford to let him get going. Um, I know Juju's down, but Claypool is that. That just means. They're going to get more targets to, you know, a very explosive receiver in Claypool. I mean, I think he got upwards of 12 targets last week and came down with maybe 10 of them. Beast. And uh, had him on my bench. Should have been starting. Uh, So, but yeah, that's what they can expect is, you know, Pittsburgh, whatever they want to do. I mean, they right now, how we're looking, they they have the option to run or pass. And then so, like I said, you got to take one away. I don't care if you drop eight and they just run the ball all day <laughs> or you get after them and shut the run down. And if they, you know, cause Ben has not looked like Ben until maybe last week, he had his best outing, you know, 200 yards, a couple of touchdowns, no interceptions, but he's um, he's had a rough start to the uh, 2021 season. Well, we already talked about Gino from the Rams game, but what should we expect from Gino? I mean, realistically, like if you're watching the game and when you're watching the game, Lofa, what are you looking for? What What's going to signify that maybe he'll have a good game or whatever? What are the keys for Gino? I mean, we got to give him some sort of a run game, but I, I expect it just like that drive, the ball is out quick, like under under three seconds if we can, but at least by three seconds. And, you know, that – you know. I think if we get that going, that will loosen up a very aggressive downhill defense, and he'll have the ability to maybe work a double move and and and, and hit the the deep ball to either Lockett or Metcalf. 
And, um, you know, that was another thing. We, you know, we got behind the Rams coverage. Lockett got behind it. He was three times open. One time he was interfered with. Another time, questionable. They didn't call it, but you could have. And then he was wide open on the left sideline on a, it was a fly, fly motion and he just took off. We had play action and Russ just didn't have enough time. And I know everybody like from the stands, they're like, oh, he was wide open. So I was like, yo, dude, Russ is, first of all, he's 5'10". The, the pressure was coming right you know, from that left, you know, shoulder. And that's where he's looking to throw. You you don't have time to see if Lockett's open. And so, and that's just me being a high school quarterback. I can't imagine what it's like in the NFL. Oh, that, well, that play is circulating on Twitter. I mean, and you're kind of right. It's a little unfair, but that all 22 video is circling on Twitter. I, he, yeah. He sat as soon as that, as soon as that right foot hit, like, Oh God, who's that? Yeah. Is that Aaron Dunn? Donald, let me get out of here. Yeah. So, uh, what about the defense against the Steelers? How do we fix this defense? They're ranked thirty second, which is uh, I don't know if you're counting, but that's the worst in the league. Uh, it doesn't say it's close to the bottom. Is that nowhere to go for this defense? It's not good, man. How do they fix this thing? I mean, do they start listening to us and just change Jamal's position and and play some more Ryan Neal? Ryan Neal's my next subject up anyway. Oh, okay. Should we? Should we? Blend these two and just talk about both. I, I, yeah, yeah, let's move on right away. Release yeah. Ryan Neal, and I don't mean from the team. I'm in a Kraken style. Release Ryan Neal, man. Yeah, let him. I out. mean, it, it, there's again, there's just a guy that makes plays every time he goes in. Every time he goes in, he makes a play. So why don't we put there him is. in more? I mean, especially after the game he had in San Fran, he, you know, I'm not gonna say shut down, but on two plays he had tight coverage against Kittle. Best one of the best tight ends in the league. And he did pass break up one of them. Another time he came down into the hook and they ran the ball. He shocked and shed, hat in hands, got off the block of a guard. This isn't like he took on a fullback or a receiver to make the tackle. And he made a hard hit against the running back. And so he's a ball player, man. He's got to go in. And I'm, you know, if you want to line Jamal up at the end, I think he'll give you the the 12 sacks that he's calling for. I, if you just because he's strong enough and fast enough to hold the point of attack. If they run at him, all he has to do is just, you know, undercut the guy and go around. Like just run around and make yeah. the tackle. He could do that. Look, but, I mean, he can do all kinds of things. And not that he can't have all these things in his mind at one time either, but maybe he's just got too much he's thinking about. Rushing, coverage, this, that. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just too much. Make, uh, keep it simple, stupid, for, for you know, just let yeah, him. Let him cut it loose. Good. Yeah. Let, him, let uh, him go get it. Pete said about Ryan Neal, because Pete was asked about this. Why isn't Ryan Neal playing more? Uh, and Pete said it just wasn't part of the game plan or something like that. I mean, I'm paraphrasing, but basically he just said it, it just wasn't part of the game plan. What? I don't know. I mean, that's tough. That's tough to take. I mean, I that's tough to take if, if you're Ryan Neal after what you put on tape the week yeah. before. It's tough to hear as a fan that, okay, one of the most productive, had to be one of the highest graded, you know, uh, every time he's been out there can't see the field and and that the coaching staff is saying we're not even like that's we wasn't in the game plan, plan on putting him in i mean can yeah. you kind of walk fans through that you were on the coaching staff like what does that even mean when he says it's not part of the game plan well i mean right now we have two safeties so someone's gonna have to come out if he's going in or like i said the only thing you do is bump um jamal down to linebacker or or one of those uh leo rush edge guys <laughs> 
and insert Neil. So I understand what Pete says. It just wasn't part of the game plan. And maybe the, um, the Niners ran a more a couple more looks where it required I mean additional safety and one last lineman because we did we did rush four people instead of five a couple of times or or have five D linemen body types out there. So that's the only thing I could think is they schematically they wanted to go with a different look and but either way it's upsetting because that's yeah. one of our best ball players. Yeah, man. I mean, you guys tell us, you know, uh, SeahawksPod at gmail.com. What do you guys think? Because I just feel like the Seahawks, the coaching staff, the the whatever it is, is having a conflict between their head and their heart, sort of. And it's like, just play the guys that are playing the hardest and making plays and, and, and stop thinking too much. You know, I just feel like the whole team is tight. And, and thinking too much and in their head, and we just got to go cut it loose. Um, the, the Seahawks did, like speaking of cutting loose, they did wave Trey Flowers. Uh, the <laughs> team waved Trey Flowers, uh, rookie Trey Brown, so a saga of the two Trey's here, uh, finally returned to practice. So that's our top draft pick, right? So he's finally back practicing and could be activated this week. But uh, thoughts on the waving of Trey Flowers? It's tough, man. Um, you know, as a former player, I feel for anybody that gets gets cut, and especially for him to have to take the ridicule that comes with being in the spotlight. You know, um, it's not like he didn't want to play well, and so I want everybody to understand that. Still a human being. We have feelings. Absolutely. Like, don't yeah. shit on us all the time, man. But yeah. uh, <laughs> so it's, that's that's why I really feel for the kid, and I hope I hope he goes somewhere, and either the scheme is more tailored to him you know i hope him and his agent figure that out and you know whether he has to go back to safety which is what he played i think the majority of his career and is more comfortable than, than put him back there so you know i hope he figures it out and um but it's, it's tough you know once a hawk always a hawk i'm gonna root for him wherever he goes absolutely and he's obviously an amazing athlete he's got the size he's got the length yeah. he's got all the things i mean you know pete and and us we kind of put him in a position that he's not used to playing. I don't know how much of it really was on him. And so, yeah, I, I agree with you, man. I hope he gets a chance somewhere else too. I'm rooting for him. Um, week six though, against the Pittsburgh Steelers, is it a must win? Yes or no? I mean, I, I don't want to put that kind of pressure on my man Gino, but it's a must win. Okay. Uh, looking around the rest of the NFL, we have to bring it up because this big uh, story, probably the biggest story in the NFL, John Gruden um, out with the Raiders, stepped down amid allegations of racism, misogyny, and all kinds of other stuff through emails and blah, blah, blah. You guys can read about it in, this, in the uh, New York Times or whatever if you want. But um, it's a big story. I mean, you have any thoughts? I mean, yeah, it's unfortunate. I, it's confusing because, I mean, he wasn't coaching at the time, and that's like really the – that you know he was in the i think he was in the booth so like any decisions made weren't i don't think affecting him right and so I, I don't i don't know what happened really you hear what they report which even That's like good. it's well it's coming down like well the nfl didn't leak those and then other people are saying well yes they did and so it's like either way it's things that you know not just in the game you know, we're trying to end it in society. And so that's what's, you know, sad, you know, and, you know, most disheartening about it. And I mean, you know, you look at the field, you look at the back of helmets, it says, you know, stop hate, you know? So I don't know. Um, that's my thoughts on it, man. Stop yeah, hate, spread love. No, the whole thing is just a mess. I mean, it's, it's the, the, a lot, some of the stuff was from a long time ago. Some was from more recent. You really don't know what end is up and what it is 
is in anyone's mind and heart and all these things. And it's just, it, I don't know, just, I say on the beginning of our morning show that producer and I, producer Katie and I do every day, I say at the end of it, every time, just be kind and take care of each other. You know, yeah. I, just everybody just chill out, be kind, it's, it's, you know, whatever. I, mm-hmm. I, the whole thing's weird. We're going to keep watching it. And it definitely happened at a weird time for the Raiders. Uh, they go from being three and oh, to now they're what three and two. And now three he's stepping two. down and, Things a mess. Yeah. So, um, uh, to zone in segment though, let's zone in on some stuff for our Seahawks here. Zone in CBD is Lofa's company, the best CBD in the game. Go to zoneincbd.com. Use our promo code. Leave. B L E A V. <laughs> for twenty percent off of your purchase at zoneincbd.com. Um, Lofa Steelers. At or sorry, Seahawks at Steelers Sunday Night Football. Uh, I wasn't really gonna bring up Super Bowl Forty, but I mean it is the Seahawks versus the Steelers. These aren't the old Seahawks versus Steelers, but it is the Seahawks versus Steelers, which you have a lot of experience with. Who you got in this one? Like sixteen years ago, you didn't even ask me a question about that game, and you just brought it up. No, I just brought it up to mention it because I don't think that you're going with the Steelers. Is my point? I don't. Hell no, I'm not going with the Steelers. Never. That's not, there you go. That was but the, the point. Hey, hey, but stand along the lines to stop the hate. Provide I context for why hey. you would probably never pick the Steelers. Stand along the lines to stop the hate. I don't hate the Steelers, man. I hate referees. Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. At least they can't that's find true. me. They can't find me anymore. Uh, <laughs> no, no, you can say whatever you want about that game now. Yeah, I mean, no. you could take the holding call on Jeremy Stevens, or no, sorry, oh, the pass okay. interference. The, the holding call on Locklear. We could do the, the Ben Roethlisberger didn't have the ball across the goal line. Which one do you want? Ben's knee was down. <laughs> <laughs> no. All right. Anyways, so what are we doing? Are we pecking right here? Yeah, I got the Yeah, Hawks. who you got? I got one. the Hawks. Uh-huh. I think Gino's going to rip it for 300 yards. Couple couple tutties, as my guy likes to say. Um, yeah. you know, Lockett's going to just go off, you know? And so... And then I think Alex Collins is going to make magic happen. Then we go to the defensive side, and I think we're going to get three turnovers. That's what's going to happen. And look, this Whoa. Is, we need all of this to happen to win. And so, wait a second, we got a lot of. Hold on a second. Intern I'm manifesting Brian, this right, right now. Intern Brian's got to write all this down. Wait, we got two touchdowns for Gino, three turnovers. He can rewind it. Three turnovers for the defense. Lock it going off. All right, I like this so far. Yeah. Sign up. Uh, yeah. What do you got for a final score then? And a, and a big win. Hawks, 30. Steelers, 22. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I like it. This, this, and, uh, this is where we get back on track. All right. All right. Get back on track. How about get on track at all Whatever. this season? It's been up and down. Let's put this thing on the rails. Um, uh, here's my prediction, everybody. And you know that my prediction doesn't mean as much because I'm just a fan and I don't know anything. So don't bet based on me. Um, I think that the Seahawks will win this game as well, but I think it's going to be a lot uglier than you think it's going to be. And I think the Seahawks ultimately win this game 15 to eight. That's gross, but I like it. Hey man, those that wind at Heinz Field is weird. You know, I think we can see some uh, missed missed field goals again. Unfortunately, don't, say that. I, don't I you say that. It's gonna be one of those weird 
weird Seahawks. Sundays. 15. There's got to be a field goal in there somewhere. <laughs> Unless you went for two. Do you, do you dislike, I won't say hate, but do you dislike everything about the Steelers as much as I do? The terrible no. towels, color yellow. Nah, I don't really care. The way that their helmets are asymmetrical. Are they? Yeah, they only have the logo on one side. And then they play in a giant ketchup bottle. It's weird. <laughs> they got a big ketchup bottle on their field. Strange. You raised some good points. But no. <laughs> That's no. rough on us. I don't give them any thoughts. I don't give them any of my energy. <laughs> I probably give them it. too much of my energy. You you in a negative way, yeah. Uh, that's it for us, everybody. You guys can send emails anytime. Seahawkspod at gmail.com. Follow us on any social media at Believe in Seahawks. The final score prediction challenge going on on Instagram. We'll put that graphic up there on our Instagram timeline, timeline on Sunday, everybody. So go leave your final score prediction challenge, and if you nail it, you could win a Seahawks jersey. Uh, Lofa, break us down, please. Okay, let's just go nice and simple. We're gonna get this W, but let's let's spread love, brother. Just like you said. Be All kind. right, spread love on three. One, two, three. Spread love. Spread love. It's the Brooklyn way. I can dig it. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.